Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along. It is Monday evening. It's 8pm. So it is, of course, the Online Darts Live Lounge. Me, Phil Bars, joined by Jack Gobby-Glarwood and Lee Boyce, decided to put in an appearance this evening after a lackluster wedding excuse last week. Gentlemen, good evening. As excuses go, Boyce, that's a poor one. I don't know what to say. You, you know, a, a cheap wedding. Maybe to a Monday, pay less. Uh, but I, th- I can tell you it definitely happened. I can tell you it definitely happened because I didn't move out of bed till four o'clock on Tuesday. The handover was that bad. Uh, it definitely went ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that cheap for you then. It was just cheap for those hosting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome along, everyone in the chat room. Outstanding. We get in there and it's already rammed. So welcome along. All the usual suspects are in uh, Max, Missy, Daniel, welcome aboard. What else have we got? Juanita, of course, Juanita is in. Uh, had a good chat with Gigi in the studio the other day as well. Juanita, he's good. Uh, Chris is in. Raven, Jonathan, how are we doing? Curtis, Max, welcome along, everyone. We've just shared some links on social media, so please make sure you give them a share so everyone else knows we are live and give us a thumbs up because it helps with logistics and rankings and everything like that, where we sit in search engines within YouTube. But, gentlemen, never a dull moment in the darting world, is there? Um, again, no PDC action, but still plenty to talk about. As always, as always, we, we say no PDC action. This is the last time we're going to use those words for the next six weeks, because every single weekend on the calendar from now until the middle of October... There is Professional Darts Corporation Darts, televised or, or on PDC TV. Plus, we've got Challenge Tour. Plus, we've got Ladies Series. We're in for a busy six weeks, boys. What are we doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> huge. Um, and some good news as well. We'll be bringing you extra content this weekend. As long as the PCR test goes all right, 
I will be in Budapest for the Euro Tour, bringing you backstage reaction as it happens for, from the Euro Tour in Budapest. You're a what? Well, Pest agreed. <laughs> but no, yeah, so plenty of mistakes. As long as the PCR test goes all right, plenty of extra content coming your way. And of course, the live lounge will be available as a pod as well for all those that want to listen back to us waffle darting nonsense for the next few hours. But remember, chat room is going to be lit as always. So make sure you get your questions in um, and we will get to them as and when breaks appear or at the end as always. Um, so we'll we'll start with this one and and get it out of the way because I don't want to dwell on this um, too much. Um, but Gob, this one here: what Damon Hetter and the guys have done on social media over the last week—nothing short of absolute sensation from the dying family coming together to raise funds for for Kyle's young family. It's absolutely massive. It, I, I, I struggle to talk about it, to be honest. Obviously, <laughs> couldn't do the show last week. Um, but it, just the reaction from everybody, the, the posts, the social media, just shows just how loved Kyle was and the response to this, all the players getting involved, all the donations for the list and um, the money being raised as well. The, the Just Giving page alone before the raffle was set up raised enough to, to actually get Kyle um, back to Perth with, with the family. Um, and it, it just keeps going and going and going. Um, I think you've got until tomorrow to get involved if you want to. Hopefully, everybody will have gone through payday then. So, please, if you can, just, just spare a little bit. Um, but the fact this comes from Damon is, is something I want to talk about. And I haven't pre-warned you about this. Um But for Kyle's 30th birthday, and it, this goes along the similar lines of, uh, a paragraph from the, the the piece I wrote about Kyle in the as we both moved out and, and lived separately, we drifted a little bit, but you can just drop into a conversation with Kyle like that and you can pick up from where you left off. And that's sort of what Kyle and Damon did. For, for Kyle's 30th, um, I asked friends and family to just record a little message to him for his birthday. Um, put it all together and, and gave it to him. Um, put all the friends and, and people that I knew and some of the players towards the start, put his family towards the end, just in case it got a bit emotional, wanting to see everything. Um, but I didn't actually know who Damon was at the time, and he just appeared in the middle of this video. It was, it was passed on from the family, and that was the one that got Kyle. Kyle broke down, and you've seen the photos of Damon and Kyle that have played together at youth level. They hadn't spoken for a while, and he's like, oh, my God, how on earth did you get Damon? Um, it just goes to show how, how close those two were when they were a lot younger and, and just how much they meant to each other. Yeah, uh, and it's got, obviously the amount of top, top stars as well that have put something in. We've seen the Gary Anderson shirt is around 1,400 quid on its own. MVG has put two Premier League shirts in um, from, from this year. Bobby George, a one-off shirt. Wayne Mardle, a one-off shirt. Really, really reaching, Boise. Yeah, it is. And I think when Damon started it, I'm not sure exactly, but it was about 20. I think there's 20 prizes as such. Um, and when I last seen it, that was up to 99. And there's so many different auctions that are taking place on top of the uh, 
the, the draw he's going to do. Um, so much work done in. I've seen uh, an interview with Matt last week and they're talking about, as Dobbs touched upon there, that you know within a day or two they had enough money that Carl and uh, his family were down back to Perth. Um, it just shows as well, one huge, huge uh, shout out to everyone in the dying community who's, who's put part of it, but it's shown how much of an impact Carl had on individuals. Um, I spoke to Dob last week. I also spoke to Matt, who was uh, Matt Dennant, who was very close to Kyle. Um, and it just shows everyone just had so many good words about him. And it just shows how much everyone's done to Devon now and, you know, are donating and hopefully will continue to donate um, to support the family of uh, Carl Anderson. Yeah, completely. Like I said, I don't want to dwell on this too much because um, we did a massive piece on it. But I just had to highlight what good work had been done within the darting family over the last or just coming up for a week and miss a yes fingers crossed i will be in amsterdam hotel is provisionally booked as long as travel restrictions and all that hold um so yes um but gentlemen this weekend the return of the european tour we're not getting 13 events we're only getting two but it's a start, and I cannot wait, gentlemen. These scenes, and we are going to Hungary for the very first time. Exciting news, boys. All I'm excited for is the return of 180, the song. Because that's what we've all been missing in our lives. Bit of Peter Wright looking like God knows what. Just out of nowhere saying the words 180. Oh, I love the song. And the Euro Tour DJ Boise, of course. Of course. Uh, I know Dob picked up on my dance moves the other week, but they'll be back out when I'm watching the Euro Tour at the weekend because everyone likes the Euro Tour DJ, as we all know. So the dance moves will be out next weekend, just not on a stream for Dob to see. I might send him a video when of we, my dance moves. Fine. When we do our <laughs> tour of Pop World, I want the Euro Tour DJ to come with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be mint. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just, a, just um, a little slot. We'll take like an half-hour slot from him. Obviously, he's uh, the Euro 2 DJ. I'm sure he's very popular. Um, but we'll take a little half-hour slot in Pop World. I'd be well up for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but with the Euro Tour coming back, there's also a lot of questions to answer shall we say, the PDC announced in their press release that they will be taking the European Tour Order of Merit for the European Championship Finals, which means there's only two events for players to get this right. Big, big pressure on these two events, boys. Ridiculous pressure, especially when you consider the fact that the seeds, because of where they enter, don't earn money from their first round game. Correct. That's horrific. If I am, um, we we consider everything when we talk about darts. If I am the commercial team behind the first two and the European Championship, Kazoo. And I've got a chance of the big boys missing out when you already have the likes of Gary Anderson that just does not play in this. I'm fuming. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, Boise. Yeah. It doesn't matter. 
I, so I do understand the rule normally. It makes total sense to me normally when you have the number of events that we normally have on the Euro Tour. To only have two this time and to keep that rule seems very, very strange because if you have, uh, you know, let's start MVG who doesn't turn up for two weeks and he misses out on this tournament, which, as Dob said there, is tournament sponsor. You want those names there. We know that we, we always miss one in Andal. Um, we're surely going to miss more um, because the tour and um, tour qualifiers and we will have some shots which we also always see on the Euro Tour. So it's going to be very, very strange that we're going to see a couple of, potentially a couple of the big names miss out on the European Championships because of this being in place. Well, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Obviously, the draw's not until Thursday. But as long as one of these qualifiers come through, could you imagine if... I'm going to use the big three as an example here. Right, MVG and Price. Say if they pulled in the draw, Rob Cross, Simon Whitlock and Adrian Lewis. Trouble. Then, big upsets trouble. happen. Big trouble. If, if upsets happen, there's, there's big, big trouble. And the other thing to consider is, there is a Euro tours. You play for a serious amount of money, right? There's already a, a significant step up from the pro tours. Two events to qualify for a major tournament that you traditionally get 13 chances to, or, or 13 events to qualify within. That could have a major, major unbalancing of the world rankings as the way they sit. Uh, well, well, one thing, and maybe I would flip it though, is. Potentially, these 16 seeds will only need to win one game to qualify. So we're saying that some might miss out, but then if you flip it the other way, they only need to win one game to qualify for a major event, which I also find very strange. Um, yeah, it, it just it do, just doesn't feel right. Like it says, I think what they did in regards to that you the prize money down there on your rankings for the people in second round of coming as a seed normally made total sense and when they brought that in made total sense but to have that still in place for the seeding with only two events seems very very strange and i i can't see the the benefits of it either way um people are asking for a list of people who have qualified so as if like magic working on the fly good old wikipedia comes into play so <laughs> you're for hungary this week your seeds are 16 of them. Joe Cullen, Jose de Souza, Peter Wright, Michael Van Gerwen, Gerwin Price, Michael Smith, Johnny Clayton, James Wade, Devin Peterson, Christoph Ratajski, Dirk Van Dijvenboda, Damon Hetter, Danny Noppert, Brendan Dolan, Mensal Sulevich, and Nathan Aspinall are the 16 seeds. Then, this is the interesting bit, the tour card, tour card qualifiers. Ross Smith, John Michael, Louis Williams, Gert DeVos, Rob Cross, Keegan Rand, Joe Mernon, Simon Whitlock, Daryl Gurney, Darren Webster, Steve Beaton, Jake Jones, Alan Souter, Madders Rasma, Luke Humphreys, Willie Borland, Adrian Lewis, Bradley Brooks, Vincent Van der Voort, William O'Connor, Boris Kirchmark, Florian Hempel, Gert Lenchers, and Keen Barry. Now, boys, for people that are chasing tour card or chasing to keep their tour card. This is a huge opportunity. Flip the coin we said about the seeds. Huge opportunity for someone to get into the European Championship finals as well. Massive. 
not be funny. The, the name that stands out there at the minute is because of the way that you said it, but also because he's in absolutely no form at all. Is Darren Webster? If he picks up one of the host nation qualifiers without being disrespectful in the first round, but they don't really compete with the top boys after looking at their averages from the other week. If he picks up one of the host nation qualifiers and then drops in against someone like Devin Peterson, who is not in the best of form at all, that's a nice whack of cash. But then puts him in a major. That's another bit of cash. That's his tour card save, basically. He's two games yeah. away here from saving his tour card at the European Championship. Yeah, oh, massive for him. But like we said, there's also some question marks to be had, especially for, you mentioned him there, Devin Peterson. Since the match play, when he last played on TV, because I class these as mini majors because they're still played in front of a good crowd with cameras. Big Dev's got some questions to answer, Boise. He has. However... He potentially wins one game and he's going to then have opportunity. He only needs to win one game, I would presume, mate, potentially two at the push. But say one game over the two and he's got opportunities. So it's certainly for him, I would be looking at this positively and seeing it as an opportunity. He's certainly got questions to ask because his form hasn't been there recently. But it's one of them that falls into if he turns up and depending on the draw, uh, he could have a draw. Uh, which is favourable for him. He wins that one game, and then he's got the opportunity of being in the major, and there's and there's more money there um, for him. So it, there's one for him, and for me, another name probably in that sixteen who's going to be interesting to see is uh, Mensor, because we haven't seen uh, much or any of Mensor over the past few months. Uh, I've seen that he played in an event the weekend, but other than that, we've seen very very little from him. So they're probably the two in the sixteen who there is questions there. But they only need that one win, and then they'll have more opportunities at the European Championships. I think that was important that we saw meant to play at the weekend, God, because if he hadn't have played, then the likelihood is the towel's in, isn't it? The white flags waving high. Yeah, I don't know how he got on at the weekend. I don't know to what standard he played. I'm pretty sure Kim Hybrex was in the same room, so it looked like a half decent. Even if it's just a local competition, it looked like a half-decent one of them. It shows he's getting his arm in at the absolute minimum, which means he's still going to have a chuck, basically. We've not seen him pick up a dart at all, then there's serious concerns about him playing for the rest of the year and then potentially handing his card back and, and everything that goes with it. The fact that he is playing darts locally means he's still got something about him, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So the draw comes out Thursday... We'll be up on the website as soon as it's out for you all to see. Some interesting talk around the Euro Tour. I know there's been some great chat in the chat room about this. The players that have qualified for ET3 that doesn't look as if it's going to happen. I just look at the calendar and unless they manage to find something in four days somewhere, but I can't see it because the players obviously don't know and getting people... In would, would be tough. So let, let's assume that there is only two. People like Jeff Smith, that at the moment, okay, yes, he's in the world and keeping his card. But if he doesn't and he misses out, and sorry if you're watching, Jeff, because I know you do, and I hope this doesn't happen. But say Jeff Smith, I'm just using him as an example, misses out 
on his tour card all going to the world by £500. And that ET money that they qualified for would have put him in there. That's not right, is it? No. And look, we say this a lot, I use the same line, that when the PBC get it right, we're, we're very quick to praise them. But when, we, when they get it wrong, we'll, we'll give them it. And this is a situation they have to resolve and they have to communicate with the players. Luke Woodhouse is another in exactly the same position that finds himself mid-rankings that could find himself in the same situation at the back end of the year. And there's a couple more that are going to be in that situation too. You have to communicate, even if it's this is what's going on at the minute, this is our options. If we don't get a Euro Tour 3 in, this is what we'll do. If we do get a Euro Tour 3 and we'll continue as normal, we've got this, this, and this on the table. Go through the PDPA, find out what the players want. Because that's what they're there for. This this situation is crying out for the PDPA, for the players' union, as they basically are, to communicate with the PDC and get them an answer. That has to be stronger. That communication there has to be better. Yeah, and this weekend's proved that that chain at the moment is broken, Boise, because of the amount of players that have vocally said on social media they don't know what is going on. Yeah, 100%. It's it is broken. Um, there's got to be a, a communication very soon about it. There's for every player who qualifies for these, that's a minimum of one thousand pound. Then it's the knock on of that's the minimum that they've earn. Um, and like we've said, depending on the draw, even if someone's not playing well, you tend to have a, a couple of wins and you're at a, a major event in the European Championship. So there's there's got to be communication. For me, it's got to be done very quickly as well. I'm, I was very very surprised to see the announcement of the European Championship without us knowing what's happening with ET3. Like we said, it might still happen. Uh, it's just we was having a quick discussion before we come on uh, today around the calendar and how busy the calendar is. I can't see how that's going to be, how well, that's going to fit in yeah, anywhere um, at all. It's, uh, it's yeah, crazy. At the moment, we're, we're putting two and two together, just looking at the calendar, and I can't see where it, get, it, it slots. There just isn't physical room, I don't think, to put it in there, which says... It's not going to happen, which potentially is an absolute kick in the kahunas to to, to players. A um, couple of questions in the chat room. Uh, Connor is joining us. I um, hope you are good, mate. Hope you got home well. Congratulations on qualifying for Champions Week. Um, but we've got one here. But we're only, Euro, we're only two Euro tours means that someone like MVG Price, if they lose twice in the first round, they don't become any money and miss out on the European Championships. Correct. That is exactly what will happen. And I'd love to be a fly on the wall if you're the, like God said, you're the Kazoo commercial manager. And worst case scenario, you've got no Gary Anderson, no MVG, no Gerwin Price or no Peter Wright for a for a major. That's, um, <laughs> that's not going to go down too well. We, we get it's a meritocracy and that anybody can qualify and do whatever and there's chance that those players will pull out or miss or, or just don't have a very good season but chances are if they're not having a very good season that players that are coming through are playing better darts and getting those spots missing out this time because they've only been two qualifiers and they've lost two games yeah and also also yeah. on the back of that not just not just the qualifying for it. Seeing how the seedings is going to work for it when they, whoever does qualifying, you're going to have potential very strange looking seedings because you're doing it off the bat of two events instead of doing it over the year which you normally have. So the seedings look a bit of a fair reflection of how that's done. So 
it's another one obviously we won't it's not a talking point at the moment because we've not had those events to see but if we have a surprise in a semi-final final them seedings mm-hmm. will look very strange yeah we, um, um, we see that with the players' champs, don't we? Let's be fair, because the Pro Tour is so hit and miss and you see players opting in and out and, and the likes. But we haven't really seen a complete mismatch of seedings at the Euro Tour before because you, you no. get the top boys to perform. Yeah. MVG dominates. You get Peter Wright turn up and doing a bit. Joe Collins perform really well. You still get your Chisnels, your Rob Crosses that are making the latter stage of these competitions. They tend to make up the seedings, Johnny Clayton, Gerwin Price. But... We haven't really seen that go to part at the European Championship, which is massive considering the amount of money's on the line for it. All right, you get the same for the Players' Championship, but that's the risk that the players take with the massive field. There's still chances for you to avoid each other. Well, just just to talk on that, two players that certainly aren't going to be at the European Championships is Dave Chisnell and Ian White. They haven't qualified for any of the Euro Tours. So they will not be at the European Championship Finals, regardless of what happened in the Euro Tour. That's two players, boys, you'd expect to be at the European Championship Finals on a normal year. You would expect, and I'm once again, we're going back to it, but I'm sure the sponsors would expect as well, and obviously we've changed it, and they didn't qualify for any of those, so it's not as if they've missed out as to not in uh, EC3. Um, but you add those names to what then potentially could be a list of big names that are missing out. Um, it then potentially has an impact on the, the same quality that we're expecting to see at these events. So uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a strange one to to look at and review once we get to the end of the second event. Uh, down on the basis that the third one doesn't go ahead. I've seen uh, one the seedings pan out and two what what names miss out and how many names miss out and how many shots shall we say that we see in the Euros? Yeah, I think it was Winita asked out of the seeds. Who do we think is in danger of not making it? Probably the Depends two the that draw, we spoke about. It, really? yeah. If you yeah. if you look in pre-draw, probably the two that we spoke about are the ones that you, you're looking at because we're not sure what form Mensal is going in with. Um, and obviously, Devon isn't having the best time. But Tom Thursday, and you looked at the draw, that could all certainly change. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to, to see um, what happens. But let's jump back into the it's chat room. Mason's in. Oh, go on, go on. Before we do that. I think it'd be more when we get round to event two if a seed loses in event one, because then they are really up against it. Oh, Christ, yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, Mason's in. Hope you're doing well, mate. He says, I thought today was really good. Oh, yeah, Live League was absolutely really good this morning. The um, Hennehan brothers, absolutely outstanding. Um, we knew Connor from his first time around, but his brother was superb as well. Wolfie, a little bit slow, but gather momentum as always. We'll touch on the Live League um, towards the middle of the show. We've got a nice little clip teed up. Um, Catherine says, I watch your dark shows. They're amazing. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Um, yeah, I think so, Connor. It's that um monday so whichever one that is <laughs> may says may says rule change incoming phil <laughs> don't 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 worry you've always got to leave that little bit of wiggle room for rule number one as jonathan has just said in the chat room there correct rule number one 
could come into play, ladies and gentlemen. We've sort of touched on it as well. We'll get the picture up um, as well. Off the back of the Euro Tour, PDC also announced that the European Championship finals heading to Salzburg this year due to the continued issues getting crowds in Germany. We're going to Salzburg where they played the World Series finals last year, I think it was. I think so, yeah. Um, so we're going there with with fans, decent capacity, which, which will be good. And at least for a TV event, it will look back to normal on, on TV with a proper crowd. Where last year, these events, when they were changed at the last minute and they could only have 250 in, just didn't look right on TV, did it? No, the darts doesn't really work with that mid-size, slightly open room crowd. It needs to be tightly packed in. It, it just needs all of that. Obviously, it just doesn't really have the right visuals, aesthetic. It doesn't sound right. Um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, as long as things don't change. We are still, what, seven, eight, nine weeks away from this. But, yeah, it should be mid. Yeah, look, I, I can't wait. Obviously, Peter Wright's there with his trophy looking to defend that this year. It'll be interesting to actually to see in the Euro Tour, what darts he plays with, whether we have the, the gold elements, the gold tweaked elements, or something completely different where he's been bored for three weeks. Yeah, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a show without talking about Peter Wright's darts, even though we've not seen him for a few weeks. We'd certainly know he's going to change and have different ones in these events. Um, but, as we go back, interesting to, to see what, what he uses. Um, and just touching on the venue, for me, now we've moved back and we've seen fans and we've seen full capacity, i.e. the match play with every event um, now that's normally with fans. We've got to see if we're in a country and it's not possible, we've got to see them moved um, because it is key that fans are back for these TV events. It just isn't the same without them. I'm completely with you. I'm, I'm well up for moving a Euro Tour to Vegas. I mean... <laughs> um, base... May says three and a half thousand each session. It's pretty much sold out. Can't wait. Uh, Peter is in. He said gold elements. There we have it. Hot off the press. Right. He will be using the gold elements that he won the world match play with as he looks to defend his crown. Um, right. Where to... Let's, let's go with this one first. Let, let, let's build up to this. Um, we're going to come and do some talking points on the World Cup because there there are a few. First of all, Team Latvia. Manas Rasma wasn't a happy boy on social media this weekend as it was revealed that Latvia are only on the reserve first their first reserve for the World Cup. Couple of points on this. One I find this very strange that they find out on Twitter that it was a misunderstanding. And two, do we think it's right that a country that has a tour card holder is only a reserve, yet countries that don't have tour card holders are already in? Let's discuss and let's get the chat room um, involved in this. Do you think it's right as well? Sounds like an absolute cock-up. <laughs> to me, to put it in the nicest way possible. It's nearly nine o'clock, we can say it like that. Um, yeah, look, it just looks incredibly unprofessional. It looks a bit of a mess. Um, 
we're sort of getting these signals from the PDC at the minute, whether that be Europe, uh, Nordic and Baltic, the UK. There's a, there's a little bit of lack of communication at the minute with what's going on. Don't get me wrong, they're probably working their asses off behind the scenes, but there's just so much unknown at the minute, so much of the things that we praised the PDC for in the start of lockdown with how open they were, with how quick and decisive they were with making things, with how they communicated that they were holding off for certain things. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of that going on at the minute. There's a lot of rules that seem to be tinkering or changing in the background that we're not really sure of and just needs to be that little bit clearer. Not, not even for us, for the players. Because this is what, the second event we're talking about tonight where players are, uh, don't know what's going on. Yeah. The other point, though, Boise, is it right that a country that has a tour card holder is only a reserve and countries that don't have tour card holders are in, in your opinion? Is that right or is that wrong? It's not right. For, for me, you'd look to it. Surely you're going down the rankings and picking off players. So, you know, number one in the world is Tony Derwin Pro. So Wales are on. Number two is Peter Wright, Scotland. And you're sort of working down the list. I understand where there's certain countries where looking to promote the day more so you want to see their countries in there but there's no way that Latvia shouldn't be in it with Rasma in the top top 64 so we've got a player in the top 64 uh not representing and like I said the flip part of that as well is the communication uh which doesn't seem to be to the the standard we've seen before uh but for me it's not right uh not right at all that they're only first reserve and we have seen um that reserves especially at the moment there's a chance, there's a, a good chance compared to normal that they will be competing, but there shouldn't be in a situation where they're, they're unsure and they are on the reserve list. Not for me. Right. Which one should we do first? We'll do this one first. We'll, we'll, we'll save the one. Jonathan, I've got some um, bits on that in a minute. Um, Henry, before we move on, says, do we need um, new qualifying system proceeds yeah look i think it could help that's for sure qualifying system um but we'll see right a lot of question marks will these two defend their crown i'm led to believe from a, a very good source that team wales will be complete in this World Cup. It certainly sounds a lot better than it did four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Um, as, as we understand it, both players are vaccinated, both players are, are ready to travel. Um, Wales should be defending their crown. Whether or not they've been yeah. invited yet is a bizarre one. Uh, because we'll, we'll... As, we, as we move on, Phil... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that in a second. But yeah, um, we, we believe um, that, that Gazi has had his second second vaccine and will go to the World Cup. I know there was some talk. He was very cryptic on his Instagram, but we believe that the Welsh pairing will be there. Now, which, which for, one... Phil, just on, Phil, just on that note, which is very, very good, considering how busy we say in the next six weeks are and the majority of that is all around, uh, is all around Europe. It is very good for Dart if Derwin Price is at those events, considering we didn't see him at the Premier League. So just on that point, oh, before you don't into the next one, it's so good that we are seeing Derwin Price 
And we should always see the pairings um, back the same for me. I know that's a, a different debate on where you are in the rankings, but for me, if you've won the World Cup as that pairings, the following year, it should be the same pairings. So we should, hopefully, we'll see on uh, defending that. Very good for his chat. investment portfolio as well, to be fair. A lot of chat on social media, a lot of chat in the chat room right now. When I put this up, it might go to another level. We <laughs> haven't seen this pair since they won it. Now, I dropped a message to Gary Anderson's manager about an hour before we came on just to see if he was going because I'd heard he dropped me a few cryptic messages to say he might. He was thinking about it. He didn't know. No, it was changing by the day. So I I, I dropped Tommy um, a message. And I quote, and I double checked with him. Um I said, first of all, I, after he after he said what he said to me, I said, um, can I quote you on this evening's show? And he just put back, yes, with a smiley face. <laughs> so, as, as it stands at about half past six this evening, Gary Anderson's management have not been asked if Gary would like to represent Scotland or is he planning to represent Scotland? No contact from the PDC regarding the World Cup to Gary Anderson's management stable. Thoughts chat room and thoughts you two. I'm, I'm just amazed that look, we know Gary has his moments and beliefs about travelling. He's not the biggest fan of the Euro Tour and everything else going around at the minute. But the fact Simon Whitlock already has his shirt, by the way, is and the fact Gary Anderson hasn't even been contacted is absolute madness. And that that came from Tommy, who is Gary's manager, around six thirty. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely crazy. Like to to Dob's point, we've seen uh, Whitlock put his shirt on, and it raises a number of questions. Is is the assumption that Gary wasn't going? Surely they shouldn't be taking that route if that's the case. And then also, if they've done that with Gary, is there any other doubles pairings that haven't been contacted yet by the PDC uh, on what they are and with the events not that long away? Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. With all the restrictions and stuff, you'd like to think that this was already uh, planned and you know, players have already sorted out their flights and so on and so forth. Um, but for a player of Darry Anderson's stature to not even be asked is very, uh, very, very strange. Well, I know... Forget the stature, by the way, boys, because, look, I, I think we, we've spoken about this a little bit tonight about players potentially missing the European Championships and looking at the bigger names. Forget the fact he's a big name. He is ranked in a position that earns him this right on, on performance on merit. We'd be saying exactly the same if this was any other player that was number one or number two for their country in the rankings. It's just yeah, so, we've so got this Gary and it's a little bit more of a story, but it's just mad. People say um, more respect for Ando, like just more respect for the players in full stop. Yeah. 
he, he, for me, I was just going to add there, Dob, is that is there some sort of assumption from the PDC with with Dario or anyone else that the top two players are doing? You know what? It, it's just it's very strange, very strange. Yeah, I, and I agree with you on that. It seems like the we've touched upon the Latvians and their, the communication there wasn't great, and that was with uh, someone who's just inside the city four. So for it to happen as well to to Dario Anderson, uh, well. I'm sure we'll see this story progress over the coming days and weeks when we see who are who, who is going to be competing in the World Cup. Well, it's just interesting because I know a few players that are going direct from the Euro Tour to Jenna. They're not coming back to the UK because it's too much of a ball ache. So there's not that much time to get this sorted. Which yeah. is going to be interesting, and like I say, that that came direct from Tommy, um, and he gave me permission to quote him as well, which is which is always good. Fantasy darts now, boys. Let's say Team Scotland is how we have it on screen. Who would you fancy, Team Wales or Team Scotland? To, to progress further, Scotland, but I don't think either wins it for me. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Dutch. Uh, that that no, partnership. Um, we, we, are, we are talking about potential partnerships as we still have no confirmation, but the partnership of MVG and Dirk is certainly one that's going to excite people. People that don't want to win it, I personally think they will. Um, but I've got a strong feeling that that will be uh, the first title in a while for MVG, if he doesn't pick one up for them. But I think that could be the first one. And I just can't wait to see the, the partnership, especially in the doubles. I know we, we always talk about there should be more doubles, but I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Dirk and MVG teamed up. Uh, we'll come back onto that in a second. Just jump back into the chat room. Lots of chitter chatter around this, like we knew it would say. Um, Wicked Darts car says Peter and Hendo to bring it home. Uh, I'm not sure that they can win it. If I'm being honest, not think there's too um, much. It would be Andy Moulton. Yeah, look, look. Is Andy Bowen above? Looking at Hendo, it. Like, Uh, Alton is 51. Endo should be than that, isn't it? And it's in 44. Oh, 44, maybe not. It is Endo, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's Endo. The, um, the, one, the point on that, though, PB, for me, is how, how strong the partnerships are when you look at the, the seedings. If we see everyone play as we expect to, minus Darry Anderson. I think it's going to be very difficult for Peter Rice and Endo or, you know, some of the other partnerships where we've got a very strong player and someone who's a bit further down the seedings to come through those because of the singles names. There's so much pressure going to be on Peter Rice to potentially win every single one of his singles names then down into the doubles. There's some of the pairings are ridiculous uh, this year if we do see, if we do see them all play. 
Yeah. Um, Santos, do we know when the actual pair is He's one of the favourites. Have a player that's miles out the rankings. Say it then, Dom. I said, you say that, but one of the favourites always are, and for me, are probably even more so this year. Have a player that's quite far out in the rankings. I think it's a bit of a faux ranking. But he's just not played very well. But he plays unreal at this event. You're going Belgium, aren't you? Belgium? Yeah, Kim Hybrex, ranked 36. Do you, do you envisage them winning it? Animal when he puts on that Belgium. So what? Do you envisage them winning it? Looking at the other pairings? Yeah, I do actually. I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, short, short race, so, yeah. me, mate. Yeah, but however, if he's on last and there's one, two dimmy specials, <laughs> um, but yeah, San says, do we know when they're going to announce it? Um, on on the back of what Weekly Darts cast in the chat room says as well, I'm guessing it's um Lau. Um, last year, pairings of the top 32 teams were announced three weeks before. Forehand surprise, they're not out yet. Yeah, agreed. I can't believe that they're not out yet either. Because I was looking at it, not much. I don't think anything can particularly change from the Euro Tour this weekend. So I think it's pretty much set, which says to me there's a couple of issues maybe with teams or players that they're trying to get resolved, boys. Would you Would you agree? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's potential issues if they haven't contacted certain players. So, I, if if we don't do that, Darry still hasn't been contacted in the releasing the Scotland team, and then he's not in there. There's even bigger questions. So yeah, it's I'm expecting an announcement soon, but I think we're expecting that to already be here. Well, yeah, I I think we'll get it shorter. Short of the World Championships, this is an absolute logistical nightmare for a world that is still feeling the effects of COVID restrictions because you're expecting these players to travel for potentially four legs. At least if players are travelling for the World Championships, A, it's a sizable whack of prize money, and B, they play for a little bit longer. You, you can ask somebody to quarantine for a week in the UK ahead of the World Championship. You can't really ask somebody to do it in the middle of Jena, which, by the way, is an absolute ball ache to get to from anywhere not in Germany itself, for potentially a doubles match that lasts 30 seconds. Whilst we are also on the World Cup, keep me coming in um, as well, guys. Um, sad news that I was looking forward to this pair more than anything. But it's not going to happen. I was looking forward... To Boris and Dmitry Gorbanov, but it was announced last week that Dmitry will not play because of quarantine issues and and everything like that. So again, the Russian team is going to change. Um, surely, the Spanish team. There's no way Chris Reyes is going to play. Surely, probably not. <laughs> that's, a, that's an um, understatement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, 
just going to be nightmares yeah, all over. Right. The players going to come in from Asia. You've got the difficulties coming in from North America and the quarantine that those guys are going to be under because there's no, um, because the fact it's Euro Tour and World Series and stuff, there is no pro tours for these guys to come back to the UK to hang around in that they can quarantine for, test to release and do that sort of thing. That There's no other opportunity for some of these guys to earn money. If you're doing it as a little bit of a jet around and you're going from hotel to hotel, you can make a case for it, like I said, but these guys literally flying into Germany and then straight back out again. Yeah. Um... Johnny, you're a bad man. There's one here <laughs> from um, D-Style says, what about players who are not vaccinated? In most countries, they have to quarantine, which could cause a problem. I'm, I've been told that if you are not vaccinated, you cannot play. Um, that's the ruling that, that I've been told, that if you are not vaccinated, you cannot play. So anyone that plays in the World Cup will have to be vaccinated. Um, Malibu, can't play, mate. <laughs> terrible throw. Oreshkin, Alexander Oreshkin, and he got banned from darts, didn't he, last year? Yes. He, I think, didn't he beat Kyle at a World Cup? Australia versus Russia. Horrific game. Possibly. You're Googling it now, aren't you? <laughs> Areshkin suspended by EADC for failing to pay part of prize money from 2018 World Cup of Darts. Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. sure yeah. that's the year that he, that he took it to the pairs against Australia? So there we go. So that's pretty much the, the World Cup done and dusted. Hopefully, well, I think we have to have the seedings this week. I, th I, I think yeah, they're, we, they're, they're, I think we have to have them this week before the Euro Tour. Yeah, this is an event we're talking about that's 10 days away. Um, yeah, ne next weekend. Yeah, it starts the week Thursday. Um, it, it surprises me, like I said, it's totally surprised me that, that there isn't any sort of announcement. And with the news from uh, Gary's manager as well, I'll, I'll be very, very surprised. God says, if Latvia not even pulled up as a reserve, I think we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see them in there. If potentially not one more. Yeah. Um, evening, Mark. Hope you are all good. Right. Some more news from the PDC this week. This time, this time, some some better news and some good news. We will continue to see this place on the calendar as a deal. It's probably been done for a while. They just announced it at this time of, of year that the Players Championship Finals and the UK Open will stay in Minehead until at least 2023, boys. I know, I know you're happy about it, Gob. I love a bit of Minehead. Jar's probably. Very, very happy at home if he sat watching this. He probably wasn't the announcement came out as well. Um, 
look, it's fantastic. It just makes sense. It's it's a proper good weekend. The, the fact there's more things to do there than just the darts as well. You can nip in and out of all the different rooms and there's entertainment on site and, and, and everything else that goes with it. It just makes complete sense. It, it, it's, a, it's a weekend experience rather than four sessions of darts. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. Um, yeah, now um, well, we said that earlier that um, Madis Rasmus was far from happy on social media about only being a reserve. So, yeah, they had the Latvia are our first reserves. Um, yeah, look, I know everyone loves Minehead. I'm probably the minority, but I prefer the Reebok. There you go, I said it. Uh, All in one room. University well, of Bolton Stadium now. Thank you, Mr. Bars. <laughs> It'll always be so, a to me. I, I've been to I've been to Minehead for the, the players, but not for the UK Open. I've been to Bolton for the UK Open. Uh, I I love Bolton for the UK Open, but so I'm with you on that. I would be definitely there, but for the players' championships, I would be keeping that at uh, Minehead. It is a great weekend, absolutely great weekend. Oh, look, commercially, 100. I, I love it all in the Oh, look, commercially, it's a no-brainer, and I get the, the commercial logistics of why it's in Butlins and everything like that. But me personally, I'm also not a fan of two tournaments in the same venue as well, where if you want to use Butlins, for me, have one at Minehead, one in Skegness or Bogner. Use, use one of the other Butlins venues. Are you just trying to pick another venue where there might be a pot world nearby? Is that what you're doing now, PB? Or the fact that Bogner's <laughs> on the South Coast and not too far away. <laughs> I'm happy for it not um, to go to Skegness. Stay to that. Skegness? Oh, mate, don't even go there. <laughs> where where uh, um, PB wanted the Euros finals, wasn't he? You did say Stead Vaders, didn't you? That's the vibe. Good night out with Chin in Skeg Vegas after an exhibition one night. Hilarious. Which was which was all good. Um yeah, I love the circus talent as well, hundred percent. Um so let's bring this one up. The um, Paddy, how are you all doing? Just in time for me to show you this. This was a bit special, boys, wasn't it? This raised the roof. Um, the madman himself, the mad hatter, the original Prince of Wales on the Lively did this. Game up. It reminds me of one of the greatest Richie Burnett sayings that has been uttered oh. out loud. 180. As he gets his second 180 of the match and levels up with Scott in that statistic. Four 180s for our first match 55. of the night so far. There's quite some going. We had 26 180s in total last night, and I think we might get something fairly similar. Oh, we've got another one from Burnett, though. We'll come back to that story about Richie Burnett a little bit later because last night he had a crack at this. 128. Richie he didn't get dart 41. eight. He's got the 60. 
He's got the 45. Double 18. Richie Burnett hits a nine-daughter. Get in there, the Prince of Wales. He would hope it is for the match, but it is to take us all the way. And Mr. Perfect Richie Burnett, the winner of phase two, plants the nine. What a moment, gentlemen. Almost placed to precision every single one of them. A bit good, that. Demand mad, by the way. And I've only really known from what I see in this box. The fact you spend time with him week in, week out pretty much at the minute. He must come up with some spectacular things because he just looks completely mad. They're just bonkers. Uh, genuinely, he has, the, he has the practice room in tears. Absolute tears. So funny. It is unreal. But it, it's the throw as well. It's the back leg comes out and yeah, a couple of weeks though, we're talking about nine darters and our, our best nine darters, obviously that we've seen. Just watching that nine darter and uh, we talked about the Richie Tam. If you look at the release and if people watch it back, they look at the release and then he finishes after the third dart of the first one eighteen, the third dart on the second one eighteen. There's both completely different stances. To be able to put all nine of those darts perfectly. Um, it's just, it is so good to watch. Uh, hopefully we'll see many more from him. Uh, and overall, he had a, a very good weight. But yeah, it, it's just it's just so good to see uh, Richie Burnett. And good to see him playing well, more importantly. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see a lot more of him. And he's qualified for Champions Week again. The man just knows what to do. Um, but no, massive word for Jared Cole, who won the group and played so well all week. Yeah, I mean... This time last week, we sat here and said, who do we fancy for making Champions Week last week and, and going deep? And I said, Jared Cole is in prime position because he'd just gone five out of five. He then went five out of five again and then picked up another two wins, I think it was, on the final day. Yeah. Just coast of the week. He looked so smooth. But I got told he was in absolutely no position whatsoever in the chat room. I was like... The kid literally went and smashed everything and anyone in his reign. Um, he was absolutely superb all week. Um, thoroughly deserved the win. Yeah, I know he was in the chat room earlier. I'm not sure if he still is now, but Connor Scott's one five seven to beat Mike Warburton in a last leg shootout when Warby was sat on 56, I think it was. Absolute stones. Was that after he broke his point and had to throw with some Simon Whitlocks as well? Yeah, that was on the, on the Friday... He, play, he broke a point and he played... I might get this round the wrong way and I'm sure he'll say it in there if not. I'm sure he played with two 22-gram darts and one 24-gram dart. Because he had he had a set of 22s and a set of 24s, Whitlock's, both the same, obviously, dart, but different weights, but couldn't get the point sorted in time. Uh, but lucky enough, Mr. Whitlock doesn't live too far away from, from the studio. Um, and... Uh, and Connor got, got sorted out for, for the Saturday. Played well, though. Played very well, did Connor. Yeah. It's a good week to no, com Completely. Um, it, it, it was good. A couple of questions about the live league in the chat room. Um, says, what's the name of the, the caller? That is Mr. Owen Binks. And feel free to abuse him on social media because he came out with some absolute <laughs> stupid sayings in the production room. 
beforehand, tried telling us that Coldplay are better than Oasis. Oh, my dear I mean, me. Not only did he do that, Nico then called him out on the stream, which and then went on to socials. Then he doubled down on it. And then when he was losing the battle on Twitter, went and doubled down on it on his Facebook as well, the silly song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, Owen, but no, he's um he's um he's a great lad. Feel feel free to follow him on Twitter and Instagram, Mr. Owen Binks doing a top job oh, he's there. A great lad, but he's an absolute moron when it comes to music. Oh, completely. Um by the, by, said, the way, by the way, Dob, by the way, I, I agree with you. Just just point it out like that. You what? I agree with him. Right, where's the eject button? Yeah. <laughs> Wedding last week. Sure. Chat stupid stuff this week. <laughs> um, um, Johnny says, Padders the Library work seems to be going on forever. It's done in five-week cycles, mate. So there's four weeks of play to qualify for Champions Week, and then the fifth week is Champions Week. Um, the winner on the Saturday gets a cool £7,000 now. Um, and then, it, then the not the, the same players, but then the cycle then starts again. So it's f- five week cycles um, to determine that. Um, and it says, will the seniors tour be on TV? Yes, it will. Um, I, I like how the world seniors are just drip feeding us little little teasers every couple of weeks of something new. So no doubt that the, um, the TV announcement will be will be there in due course. But yes, a hundred percent, it will be on. TB, um, but yeah, just going back obviously to today as well. The main was talking about earlier. Good to see Wolfie back playing. Started a bit slow, but a couple of ninety-seven averages once he warmed that, warmed the shoulder up, which was which was good. But the two Hennehan brothers were were sensational. Yeah, been a really good day so far. Um, it's, it's a nice, interesting little balance this week, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, massively. We're not quoting Coldplay songs in the chat room now. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> May says maybe they should just put up to 12k every week. <laughs> um, Saldor says, why can't Fallon play Champions Week? Isn't the same week as the ladies tour? Didn't say it was. Next. <laughs> yes, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, she uh, she was just unavailable for this cycle, but Fallon will be back in phase five, no doubt whatsoever. Um, but I'm still laughing at Mace. Um, so. I think that's just about a week in darts. I don't think we've missed anything significant, have we, boys? Not that I can think of. No official announcement, by the way, but Glamorgan versus Lancashire County Darts is now back on the schedule. Is it? Yes. So after them being removed, after trying to set up a singles league and then the affiliated Super League, an agreement has been reached, I believe, with the UKDA that then allows 
Glamorgan back into the county <laughs> setup, and their first game against Lancashire is now on the 17th and 18th, as is everybody else's, which is getting closer, by the way. A lot of Super League teams, um, players going in, county selection coming up for two weeks' time, two and a half weeks' time now. That's, in- that's interesting. Yes. Um, just um, ju- just for old time's sake, because we know that Gob likes this one. I'm going to vomit. So, I say we've covered a week in darts. I don't think we've missed anything massively. So, chat room is open as always. It's your time to get your questions in. We can answer it. We will. If we can't, we'll give you some sort of answer that fills a gap. Or just lie to you because it's funny and you'll never know the difference. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, one from Zig says, Do you know how Ted Hankey is? Is he all good? Looking forward to the seniors event. Yeah, I think he's all right. Um, I haven't seen him throw recently, but I believe he's down to play in Selsey, or have I made that up? I'm sure I've seen Ted in the pentathlon list for Selsey. No, I don't know. So I'm sure it's the same weekend as the PDC World Cup, so we could have a better understanding around then how Ted is. Any news on the Welsh Darts Open? No, I haven't heard anything. Gob, I know you've got your ear to the ground a little bit more. Anything on the Welsh? No. I know nothing. Um, one person that may be able to, I know Mace is in the chat room. I know his um, other half, Charlotte, were, was playing, was it mixed doubles with Nathan Gervin in the Welsh? So he might know if there's any more news on it. Uh, Henry says, could we see online darts live to the champ of all the fa- of all phase winners? WDF majors winners, male and female, mad bout holders, and the world seniors champ. Oh, I'll tell you what, I like the idea of that. Some of them might cross over, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, no, I, I like that. Great shot, Henry. I saw, I'm trying to find the question, though. I... I just saw the, the the CM Punk in the chat room. Sorry. By the way, how good was that? Still, CM Punk's return. Ooh. Hell. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> just, no, just what I was about to say. <laughs> All I'm saying is, just look at the numbers it does on social media. Plenty of people uh, in the world still believe in fairies. It doesn't make it worthwhile, does it? I'm not gonna lie. I, I, to I, be I, honest, most of them are bloody American as well. <laughs> uh, May says it's still going ahead as far as she's been told. There you go, everyone. Um, that's not the gospel, but as far as we know, the world champion is going ahead as it should have been. Um, DJ Tony is in, guys. If the world cup was 
Um, arm wrestling, who would win? Guess he'd be in there. Would he though? Yeah. You've seen him some of his Instagram posts when he's benching in the gym. Well, you've got to put him on his pairs. Yeah, it's how much you fancy in Johnny Clayton to uh, match up with him as it's a pairs. <laughs> Um, oh, to be fair, Aaron Monk, but he's, I know he's got a talk card, but he's unbelievable at arm wrestling, if, to be fair if, to him. If you put Aaron Monk with someone like, if you put someone like Aaron Monk with Michael Smith, then England might win the world belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kirchman, definitely. Oh, Big Bad Boris, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Colts are. Yeah, 100 we don't want anything to do with the with the Russians in any sport that involves strength or lifting. Yeah. Uh, there we go. I've done that one. Ollie says, other than Ali Pali, where do you think is best suited place for the World Championships? Mm. I think they've got it bang on, to be fair. Too big currently, potentially looking at the earlier rounds, yeah. but hopefully, yeah, no. From Ali Pali. yeah. No, I, I think they've they've got it bang on at Ali Pali, to be to be fair. Um, so yeah, what else have we got? Yeah, Mason's <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the only two, Des Jackson, knew it was a master plan. <laughs> Chucked an Oasis reference in there for you bums as well that think gold plays better. Get out. Oh, we, love, we love an Oasis pun, don't we, Boise? No. Move on. <laughs> uh, Daniel, Daniel says, Phil, would you go on I'm a Celeb? Absolutely. I mean, I love the question, Dan, but we are never, ever getting that big, are we? No, but, I, but yeah, look, if I was asked, of course. Yeah, but I, I, would would say, I would argue with Davis and say, yeah, I will, but only when it's moved back to Australia. I don't know if it's a Wales for yeah. three weeks. Nothing up with Wales, but I don't know they're in that castle for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, Put me in Australia and I'm all up for that. <laughs> yeah, for three weeks in Australia, I'm well up for that. <laughs> um, so yeah 
Um, Jamie, the Sky contract is up in 2024, I believe. So, you all know who Eddie's favourite broadcaster is at the moment. Is it BT? They might be one and the same soon. <laughs> oh, to be fair, it's everywhere on social media anyway. Let's, let's yeah. talk about it all over the place. It's not it's not really a secret anymore. Um, Raven says, um, Alan Moore and a Little and Dita got invited to the World Seniors. Yes, they were the two that um, have come in for, obviously, um, Tony David can't, can't travel, can't play. He still hopes to be there, but not going to be well enough to play. And obviously, Andy Fordham had to be replaced after his passing. So, yeah, Alan Moore and a Little... And Dieter Hedman get the invites. Again, I think they've got that about right as well, boys. I know look, a lot of people are going to say Ronnie Baxter and da 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 but you're not going to keep everyone happy, and they're two good choices. Yeah. And like yeah. we've spoken about this before, but the first one, they're good additions media-wise as well. They've both been in and around that side of the game for a little bit too, which will just add to production and, and all of that and a couple of interviews maybe and if they go out early they can jump on commentary and, and just having them around the venue guarantee that they're in the building makes sense doesn't it yeah I think everyone had different 16s uh, for me Dieter would have been in the, the 16 initially everyone had different 16s of who they would have and like I said you've just touched upon a couple of names like Ronnie Bats doing that who certain people but for me Dieter's a, he's a great addition in there. Um, and to fact, that was a lot of Ronnie Baxter love. You may just see Ronnie Baxter on a stream sometime soon. <laughs> just, just saying that. Uh, Missy said, uh, next year, RTL not broadcast anymore. Uh, no, RTL lost the rights in Holland to the zone equivalent in this another streaming outlet in Holland um, two qualifiers for the world seniors Paul Hogan's a shoeing yeah look he, um, Paul Hogan does like a qualifier boys we all know that from the UK Open doesn't he certainly does certainly does but the some of the names that we've seen in those uh, qualifiers who have come out already and said that they're entering or we've uh, seen on social media, it's certainly going to be an interesting qualifying and that's before the event. And I know it's event all three of us are really looking forward to, but the, the qualifying itself uh, will be very, very interesting. Yeah. Jonathan says, if one darts player um, had to have a boxing match with a snooker player, who would it be? Um, look, I'm not massive. I'm a armchair snooker fan. When Ronnie's, when Ronnie or Judd Trump are on, I'll watch it. If they're not in, I normally switch it off. Um, but seeing Mark Williams plays just about every other sport going, we'll stick him in. 
No, I reckon Mark Allen can handle himself. Oh, I forgot that's, about that's Mark Allen. Yeah, good point. That's who I was thinking, Dob, but it's who, who I'm part of. Mark Oh, I think I reckon he's one of the How awkward was that game? <laughs> what was horrendous? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Horrendous. Horrific. Yeah, it was, it, it, was a, it was a difficult watch. I, uh, it was, what, a couple of Mondays ago? So we was on the stream, but I recorded it and then watched it the following day. And yeah, I just, I knew the result by then, but I thought I had my eyes off watching it. Oh, um, I'm finished here. I was moment. straight to the liver and put it on the telly. I was like, "Oh my god, this is horrendous!" Yeah, yes. it was. Um, oh, it was a, it was a horrific watch, um, but <laughs> makes good and, TV. And that was, yeah, and that was only what five frames. If we get that in a, yeah. a different event, and we get nineteen, maybe then. That watch yeah, only that more awkward for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Missy says it's madness, Phil. How did they know it was going with? I'm, I'm guessing there was some sort of. Uh, well, I, I know there was some sort of bidding process because uh, I'm not going to drop him in it, but I spoke to or have a good relationship with someone that works for RTL, so they knew that the bidding process w- was on, and this other firm bid more money than RTL. Same as when BT got the Champions League from Sky Sports and everything like that. These things ultimately come down to money, boys, when it comes to broadcasting. Yeah, we'd, we'd well away with that. We spoke about it before. All about the money. It's all about the dollar. <clears throat> uh, Jamie says, guys, if all dart players had to play with the same <laughs> standard darts, who would be the best? Probably Peter Wright because he can throw just about everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Define. It depends what you define as a standard set of darts. All right, we going straight barrel. Like, straight barrel standard. ring grip. Eric Bristow ask yeah. Rob Cross throws yeah. them already. You've got a massive advantage. Glenn Doris yeah. next, throws similar. AD Lewis is throwing them at one time or another. Gary Anderson throws straight barrels. Lee doesn't like the sound of this conversation. Yeah, Lee's, Lee's <laughs> done a goal. Bless him. Um, He's going we'll to repent for his sin for saying cold player better than Oasis. That's what it is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, um, yeah, we said earlier, Alan Warren is in the seniors. Um, he says, I'm taller than Darren Webster. Most people are. The little pocket rocket. I'm sat down and I'm taller than Darren Webster. <laughs> um, Jonathan says, what potential third round matches stand out for you in Hungary based off, based off the seeded players? <laughs> Um, so third round for going off just just the seeds. The, well, I don't, about third, one seeds. I don't know about third round, but quarterfinals MVG going price. Is that really a standout? Yeah. 
Price has beat him three times in his entire career. But Price is world number one and world champion. Don't care. For, to be fair, for Joe, third, Joe Cullen made for Aspinall. For, for, for third round, the, the top, the uh, one and 16, and then sitting 11 at the bottom in Smith and Dirt, and then Cullen and Aspinall are the two for me. Stand out. Yeah. I think looking at the rest. Nah, not nothing really. No, they um yeah, they're they're the better ones for me. Who has the worst hairstyle in darts, excluding Peter Wright? Camp House, he's got a ponytail. Peter uh, Reshkin, Whitlock, not a fan of a ponytail, as you can guess. Ryan Searle, he even put his in a ponytail. Not a fan of the Dreads Gob. No. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, I see the Peter's going to get the dates up a minute as well. There's quite a lot of plugging going on at the moment around next year's Premier League uh, as well. Starting off in Cardiff. Interesting that they've turned it around um, a little bit this year. Normally we see Dublin towards the start. That's near, near the end. Big gamble on the hydro being night 14. Because potentially we could lose Gary or, or Peter before then. Or both? Yeah. That'd be a shock. Um, but yeah, in, interesting the way the way they're, they're dotted around this or next year, Gob, the, the Premier League cities. Yeah. I don't like some of the venues, going to be completely honest. I think that no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too big. Some of the some of the arenas that double up as ice hockey venues, Nottingham, Sheffield, just the big bowl style with the stage at the front. They're just too big. The, the noise just gets lost. Can't even see it. Yeah, and on on those on those dob, I, I've spoken about it before. We've I'm not a huge fan of what sort of atmosphere we did at Birmingham, and their Birmingham's Judgment Night. And I know we don't always that a Judgment Night, which we like sometimes. It's just renamed as Night Nine. But if it is a judgment night with a lot riding on it, it's not the venue I would pick. Uh, and there's quite a few in there I, I wouldn't, but Birmingham certainly isn't one I would pick for that. I guess some of these venues are let down by the lack of a, a home here, if you like. Even when we've had the challengers, yeah. the likes of Nottingham and Sheffield didn't have a real homegrown talent, somebody from Nottingham there for people to support. We had Nathan Aspinall and Fallon Sheriff. That's Stockport and Milton Keynes, for Christ's sake. Well, let's 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 go through the venues while we're there. Look, Cardiff is always good. 
Cardiff's always rocking. I think that's Big number fan. one. So that's number one. Um, but yeah, Cardiff will be going there as, as reigning champ, won't he? So that'd be big for them. Yeah, um, Liverpool too. The Echo is always good. Fan of the Echo. Uh, the SS Arena in Belfast, again, always jumping. But they've had Daryl Gurney there the last few years to get behind as well. Will it be the same? Yes, I think so, because there's not a lot of darts. Well, there's no other darts, is there, in Belfast across the year. So I'd expect that one to be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mercedes-Benz Arena, that's class. Big, big fan. Not being there, but yeah. We're looking at you here, Bazzi, because the rest of us just do this working from home business. You go all jet setting. <laughs> yeah, but you say you but you see what you see what they're like from a TV point of view where I don't get to see that part of it. So it's how they yeah. come across on TV as well. So no, I'm normally pissed off playing darts that Um <laughs> The Cattle Shed in Exeter, horrendous I that arena yeah. in Bristol can't come soon enough. Uh but yeah, the cattle shed's fantastic. No. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's yeah, that, if that's because I sat yeah. near the front, but actually, like, the view, even from the stands down the side and whatever, is, is so much better than you get at, like, the big bowl arenas. It's class. Did you go to the sheep sharing shed? No, I went to the bar, though. That was interesting. That was <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is an interesting one that they've brought back, and I don't think this one works. The Brighton Centre, not a fan of this one. Nope. Don't like it. Don't for, like it. Yeah. For I'm me, do, doesn't doesn't work. Oh. Nottingham Motor Point Arena. I know you're not a fan of this one, go are you? Look, it's just big. It's probably just too big, but then there isn't a lot that you could replace it with. But we have quite a few in and around. We have the Knots, we have the Sheffield. We've got... The Morningside in Leicester would probably be a better Premier League venue, but it doesn't hold as many people. And obviously, that's what the Premier League is all about. But there is going to become a point where I think the draw of going to the darts just for a night out is going to start diminishing. The Ahoy. No further questions, Your Honour. That's mm -hmm. great on TV and being there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd like to switch that one. I'd like to switch nights eight and nine round. One at the Ahoya Judgment Night. Yeah, I just think if it's Judgment Night, you need that atmosphere. And then even if it's just a night nine, as we know, Ahoy's always, I've never been there, but. From a TV point of view, it's always a fantastic atmosphere from start to finish. Um, then Birmingham, again, I'm not a huge fan of the Birmingham mm. Arena. Neither are the Brummies. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leeds is a weird one. Because I've been to Leeds and it was really good. But then went there, I think it was night fifth. No, it was night 16. But the top four was already done and it was really flat. 
I'm not sure that's the arena's fault. It's, it's normally decent. Don't aren't they one of the top? A couple of years ago, they were fascinated with trying to see which was the noisiest venue. Noisiest, yeah, yeah. And I think Leeds was well up there. So, yeah, um, Manchester Arena always good, and a good night out afterwards as well. Controversially, the P and J, not a fan. The old arena absolutely loved it but this new one don't get me wrong yes it looks amazing but for you boys again watching on tv from hendo one to hendo two big difference in the crowd yeah the problem yeah. is that they'd already done that as well then they basically went let's do the same thing and try and get the same response the first time they did it it was so different to anything we'd seen before it had that rousing effect like they just added a little bit to it and i think people were expecting it and it didn't because it didn't have the element of surprise and the, the, the natural, oh my God, look at this reaction. I think that's why that struggled a little bit as well. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Look, Dublin is one of the best Premier League arenas, bar none. I say to anyone, if you could pick one of them, one of the Ahoy or Dublin for me, just class. The Hydro. Again, always a good atmosphere in the hydro. Unless you're Gezi. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheffield, again, doesn't really work for me. Uh, I know, obviously, you live up that way, Gob, and it's too far out of the city for me. It's a carbon copy arena of Nottingham as well. I've been there to watch ice hockey. I haven't been there for the darts, I'll be honest, but I've been there to watch ice hockey games and it's just exactly the same the O2 doesn't work I get that it's a huge statement to say there's darts at the O2 but too big no atmosphere yeah but I'm interested to see however finals night PB on that, in the two PB just, just on that one it's good to see the O2 is in the finals night now yeah um, agree with that decision for that to be moved. Yeah, finals night in the tune could be a little bit lively, boys. On the tune. <laughs> yeah, but it could be it could be good. Or it should be amazing. I'd like to say it's a good night out, but I wasn't I wasn't allowed in Weatherspoons of all places, so I won't know. <laughs> oh top my hour. Um off yeah, off the back right. of the Premier League chat. Henry, good, good question here. Um, where would be the next country to host the Premier League night? Belgium. Prague. The thing is, it can't be too far away because the chances are that when it returns on the Thursday night, the guys have then got to be back ready for potentially either Euro Tour qualifiers on the Friday night or a Pro Tour ready to go Saturday morning. So the turnaround time really can't be that big. You can't expect the Premier League players to just miss out on the Pro Tour on America, which is ranked cash. Yeah, right. You get you earn a bucket load for being in the Premier League. Or you're just clever and you just put a Euro Tour event on after it that's not too far away. Potentially. 
But then you're banking on the Premier League field player being a seed. Otherwise, they start on a Friday afternoon, leaving Thursday night, depending on flights, would have to get there Friday morning to play they just Friday do it afternoon. so they play. They just do it so they play Friday night. Because I remember yeah. a few years ago, some sort of someone in the chat room will, will help me out, but they were in Belfast on the Thursday, and this happened to someone that they weren't seeded, and they actually, I think it was three, there's either two or three flights to be somewhere in Germany for Friday. So it has happened before, and if you're already on continental Europe, it's easier then to, to do. Yeah. Any any few boys where you'd like to see? I can't think, predominantly, when we see the new ones, if it's not in the UK, it's from where they've come from the Euro Tour, but I can't think of any that are standing out at the moment. Obviously, also that I looked at the players that would we see one in Belgium, as Dob said, Portugal. But for me, we need to see more of them. We need to see more of them on the Euro Tour first before we see them as a as a Premier League venue. Just to make yeah. sure we're not going to a we're not going to a venue where we, we don't have that atmosphere because we see with Ahoy and Berlin that we do that that but they're they are tried and tested from Euro Tours. Thinking about what you've just said there, there's a logical one here, Copenhagen, because they've done Euro Tour, they've now got a World Series. If that goes well, the next step would be something like that. But they don't have a home player to really hammer it back. But I'm not sure that's needed, but you've got to make sure that venue's tested. Does Germany don't? In the Premier League, Germany don't either, but it still sells. Yeah. yeah, but that's just seen a, a ridiculous boom that we haven't seen in any other country. That The boom that German darts are taking on is almost bigger than the Dutch boom. Arguably, it is right yeah. now. Yeah, no, no, I don't disagree. Whilst we're on that same sort of subject then, which UK town or city would you like introduced into the Premier League calendar? Hmm. Did I, did I first of all move the venue in Birmingham to another arena? Deep one there because <laughs> not of that arena. <laughs> um, I don't really know. No, neither do I. Have you got one in mind, PB? No, I'm just trying to think as well. I genuinely think, I don't know what arenas are there. Um, a lot of love for the South Coast. Yeah, I'm on board with Southampton. It'd be good. Portsmouth, that'd be, that'd be decent. No, um, the East Coast in general doesn't get much. Starts, does it? Norwich way. Yeah. Norwich, Ipswich. Quite... Is, is I feel there like any Norwich has got a decent representation at like lower levels. Like a lot of the YouTube darts folk are from around that area, from what I can gather. Yeah. 
Bristol will already have one because that will yeah, replace. Br- Bristol will have one. I think Bristol from 2023 will replace Exeter if all goes well. The only other thing, there's not really a lot there, but the only other option really is somewhere between maybe Birmingham and London. But that would be like Reading or Oxford, or but there's not a lot there. Or you just go Milton Keynes, and even that's a bit of a trek for those guys. Bring back Bournemouth. You just want more on the south coast. Yeah. <laughs> Ashby just so we can say it and everyone be like where are we this year what country are we in and we're like oh just outside of Leicester if uh, if we're doing it on that yeah I'm happy to move one to Leicester one to Wolverhampton that would be perfect for me Trauma in Walsall yeah, as well while we're there uh, no, not really any way not really any way unless you want to have it at uh, Best at Stadium and have it as an outdoor <laughs> one <laughs> Great. Oh, I'm I got Cardiff behave. I'm not sure if they've got a big enough arena because everything pretty much just goes to Vauxhall, doesn't it? And in order to yeah. fill it, you pretty much need the entire capacity of the town of Yarmouth to go to this to make it worth it for TV. Would would you potentially move one to a venue that's already used for someone else, i.e. Blackpool or no. a, not mine, not but uh, a, another site? Like Civic could work. Yeah, interesting, interesting thought. Um, there was a question in here. Whereabouts have it? Let's try and find it up. There it is. Liam says, when is the World Cup draw happening, chaps? Now, there's the $64,000 million question. We don't even know the pairings yet, mate, let alone the, the, the draw. Um, one, one step at a time. Um, uh, Dad says, Phil, any idea... Who, who's in the World Series and also when is the World Cup draw? Um, World, World Cup draw, we've just said we don't know. Um, the World Series, uh, I've got an idea, but I'm just putting two and two together. You can pretty much work out, I think, <laughs> who's going to be there. Oh, fair. Right, there, Gob. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bad man. Um, we, we we expect people <laughs> that have been previously named in this lineup to remain in the lineup. Well, do maybe we? not all of them. On side, do some we? Of them. Some, <laughs> some will. I think there'll be a few changes, but. One one name I expect still to be there. Yes, correct. Does Lee know? <laughs> we told him. We 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 briefly spoke a couple of weeks back, so I'm I'm assuming so. Yeah. 
Uh, question says, now Missy says, one for the Mad Hatters. Is there a show this weekend because of the Euro Tour? There'll be one on on Monday. Um, I'm on the ridiculously early flight back to make sure I'm back in time so we can still do everything on, on the Monday. I think I fly back about half six in the morning, I think. Half six only exists as PM in my world. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one normally, to be fair. Um, I says, Phil, do you fancy Chris Mason to come through the qualifiers from the World Seniors? What I saw him throwing down at the Live League studio the other week, got a huge chance. 180s for fun were going in. So if you can, you can get a decent... Yeah, the entries for that qualifying event are just ridiculous. Uh, like I said, it seems like it's an event within itself, some of the names that are in that. And it's just how much time they're putting in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, Mace, Mace look good. Um, Jamie says, an idea for the Premier League, have a celebrity darts match each week. For example, in, Mal- in Manchester, Ronaldo versus Phil Taylor. I don't dislike that idea of having some sort of exhibition game on a Premier League night as well. Because someday, some nights, just for me, the Premier League doesn't offer value for money. It's over too early. Some nights, half nine, quarter and ten, it's done. Especially for the non-TV crowd. I mean, we've seen it at other events. We've seen... Um... Alistair Cook versus Jimmy Anderson a couple of times. You saw Frank Lampard versus... Who did Frank play at the World? And then we've seen Jackmate versus Pieface as well. Not against it at all if you're in the venue. Seeing that as a, as a quick warm-up thing, it allows the referees... Jimmy Anderson against... Set them up the I'm sure, I'm yeah, sure Jimmy there's, one at, there's one at the high, wasn't there? With AJ and uh, Flintoff, part of a lead of their own. Sure, that was yeah. about four years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I like, I quite like the idea of having something because I just think that sometimes the Premier League doesn't offer value for money because it's over too quickly. For for me, yeah, yeah, no, I like that idea. That's good. Um, right, people I'm coming in, guys would completely do away with phase two of the Premier League. Everybody play each other once and then the top four go to finals night. Commercially, that doesn't make sense though, Bob. I know it doesn't, yeah. but as a, as a spectator, <laughs> like, so, I don't want to see so phase that, again over the leg and it's just not worth it. In that sense then, would you extend how many players are in it? Possibly. I might I might look to put twelve in it and just play eleven nights. But then I guess with that you have an awful lot of dead rubbers early on in that. Maybe. I like the idea that players get a wild card that they can use whenever they want and they get double points when they choose to play it, but flip the coin, if you lose, you'll minus two points. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to pick on uh, certain players who have gone into the Premier League not in form. But it's, it's definitely a confidence blow if everyone's picking you. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> picked, 
Keep beating you're beating them, them you're picking up double points, and they're getting minus. Yeah. 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 But... We've we've seen we've seen a few players over the years who when it's, it's certainly come to the back end of their run that we know they're not that we're not going to see the form. Uh, but I'm all for something like it. Just going to certainly be a, a bit of a dig on someone's confidence if they're picked week in week out. Yeah, it's just it's just ideas to freshen up. Well, because I agree, yeah, the, yeah. the Premier League does need to freshen, but it's just how you do that. Um, which would be good. Um, Sam says, yeah, I used to get a TV pass um, for some nights, but it was not worth the money. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Flintoff's commentary for MGV's nine data was unreal. Yeah, I'd like Freddie to, I'd like Freddie back in the comms half cut again. <laughs> well, he wouldn't anymore because he's teetotal, but I do like Freddie. I think he's the new breed of broadcaster, isn't he? Where he's just that little bit more entertaining to it. I was watching um, Ben Foster recently talking about how mainstream media is going to change and how the, the new generation prefer to take in content from YouTube and, and people like that and, and popular people on there rather than sit and watch Sky Sports News all day and how that'll change the future. It's really interesting, actually. Yeah, no, look, I, I agree. I think we can you, you can see that broadcasting is changing from the way DAZN do stuff as well, and it is massively changing. Yeah. Tell you what I really uh, dislike, though, at the minute. I'll be, uh, what I really dislike is Sky's absolute insistence right now that every outside broadcaster do at any venue is basically the pundits and um, hosts standing. There's no desk, no sat behind, no studio, no nothing. They're always pitch side or whatever. I saw at the cricket, we've seen at the football, seen at the darts even. And it just the darts looked really, really poorly presented, I'll be honest. From that shot up on the balcony at Blackpool, it looked poor. Yeah, they, they used to sit down like in that rat, like in a, an oval shape, didn't they, with the thing like the studio yeah. behind them and that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's COVID and they're not allowed that many people in a room and they're just progressing through that. But some of it looks really, really untidy. Don't like it. But but back to that, the the seating worked for me at the Worlds. Obviously, um, normally we'll have fans in there, but the seating in there worked for me. So it's very strange that the... I agree with you totally yeah. on that one, Dom. Uh, it just seems... It, it, it doesn't look right. Um, so yeah, uh, Jamie says, What is your favorite commentary um, on all night darts team? Favorite commentary, get in trouble there. Um, Jar's the man for commentary, I'll be completely honest. You can sit here and quote word for word. Um, Look, Rod, Rod Studd's right up there. Some of Rod Studd's lines are <coughs> top draw. It has to be Taylor's second on the night, doesn't it? That's the best commentator nine ever. Or, or even Freddie Flintoff, to be honest. Freddie Flintoff of Van Gerwen, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I also liked Rod Studs on Gary Anderson's first world title. Glory, glory, Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's a few. Uh, so, um, Scrapbook says, does anyone know how many sets of Pete, Peter Wright owns? Thousands. <laughs> there's a, there, there, there's a few videos on YouTube that the PDC have done um, when he's in his man cave and there's just darts everywhere. Yeah, if if we think the uh, the world top pairings is the million dollar question, I would probably say how many darts does Peter Wright own is probably that question <laughs> because that number yeah. could be absolutely anything. Yeah, thousands, I think. Um, Henry said they didn't at the old firm yesterday. I think that was mainly so John Harson didn't get smashed up. I don't, I don't, I don't think they trusted the Rangers fans with John Hartson pitch side. <laughs> at, least, at least if they put a wall and some glass between them. Um, it says... Um, Sam says, do you think Sky Sports will change their model... Um, if sport such as darts goes to streaming apps, I think Sky have to change their model at some point because just the way the younger generation consume content now isn't for a TV anymore. Mm -hmm. How the likes of my age do, I think that that whole consumption of content is different now, boys. Even I was looking in the back end of our data the other day, and I'm actually quite surprised at the amount of people over 30 that sit and watch our content. They make up a massive yeah. percentage. A lot of YouTube audiences, stereotypically, right, there's, there's a massive male and female balance, I'll be completely honest, but a lot of what you see from YouTube creators, unless it's something specifically designed for for children and, and learning is under the age of 24 that, that category takes up a massive massive hit it's good for us but actually the next three are equally pretty decent in waiting for people that sit and watch our content so even that is moving away from your traditional tv and the thing is i think yeah. these big media groups are, are seeing it like the trending pages on Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter and that. And now these big companies are paying fortunes to be in that trending page as a, as a sponsored link rather than to get there. Um, organically. Organically, that's the word. Um, and they're just pushing content to YouTube now because that's where everybody is. Yeah. No, agreed. So, yeah, I think we are just about there, boys. I think... I think we answered just about everything as we come up towards 10 p.m. Anything that you boys want to add to the show before we start rounding things off? Um, just, I guess, a, a thank you to anybody that's got involved with it so far. And a quick reminder to everybody that um, Damon Hetter's raffle is still going on until, I think, tomorrow. It's the closing date for it, and then they're looking at it Wednesday and Thursday to draw. Um, follow Damon Hetter on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter to find out how to get involved. You can't take PayPal anymore. 
um, but he'll be able to give you his bank details. It's £10 English or 1860 Australian dollars, I think, for the ticket after the exchange rates are worked out. So if you want to get involved in that, all the money's going to Carl's family um, to help get him home and give him a send-off and, and for his young family that he's leaving behind. So, yeah, go and, go and have a look at that and get involved if you can. Yeah, massively agree. Done an absolute cracking job. Remember, it's a busy week of darts. We've got the live league on all week. We've got the PDC Euro Tour Challenge Tour all going on as well. Like I said, I will be going out to Budapest to bring you content from the European Championships. The boys will look after the website as well, and that all done. We'll crown another weekly champion on Saturday in the live league. So busy, busy times for darts. And like we say, six weeks on the bounce of PDC darts to look forward to in different shapes and sizes. It's been Monday evening. It's been absolutely fabulous to have you along. We have been the Live Lands. I've been Phil Barr, joined by Jack, Gobby Garwood, and of course, Lee Boyce. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your company. And we will see you Monday, 8pm next week for the new Live Lounge. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.